Creepers, welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I am one of your hosts of That's Odd, Johnny Townsend, and with me is my buddy, my pal, uh, Christopher Chavez. What's up, duty? What's going on, my duty? Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> crazy ladies talking to telephone poles. Uh, yeah, that happens. You know. Ghost poo. <laughs> yeah, all the great things that uh, those people have no idea what we're talking about. Unless they're patrons. So. <gasps> oh, snaps. I didn't know the audio was going to be for them. Spoiler alert. Oh, maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? You never know what comes up when you're a patron. You film that without my consent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Technically, I, I also recorded it, too, so I guess. I was going to say, how did you know there was film? <laughs> that's true. That's true. You found my camera. My- <laughs> you didn't hide it very well. You just literally had a sign pointing to it. Said, "Hey, look at this." It's on. A, it's sitting on a tripod in the middle yeah. of the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to work on that, buddy. <laughs> uh, how's it going, dude? That's odd. Another week for that side. That's right. I'm ready for this. Yeah, I the, am ready. Uh, when you sent me the one you were doing, I thought, "Oh, let me look into something." You know, because. I thought we'd go for the theme, obviously. Yeah. And at first, it was uh, it was tough, and I'll explain why when we get to it. But uh, yeah, let's 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 kick it off, dude. Let's get into this. Yeah. So you know, like like he just said, like Chris just mentioned, uh, for that odd, we try to do uh, as much as we can little themes for each episode. Uh, this week, the theme is the circus. The circus. Now. <laughs> uh, there comes the clown in the small car. <laughs> Wait, there's more than one clown in that small car? There's 17. This is, this is amazing. That's odd. That's very odd. Uh, of course, you know, uh, back in the day when I was a small wee lad, uh, going to the circus was a fun time. I enjoyed it, of course, when I was a little kid. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I haven't been to one since I was a little kid. I don't know how, how I would feel about them today, though. I don't know about you. I don't remember. Oh, I got something in my throat. I don't remember if I. Hold on. Need some water. I'm like, so. <coughs> what the heck, dude? Oh, it's the curse. And we lost. Oh. We lost Chris. Well, this was a sad. All right, day. here we go. <coughs> oh, okay. Oh, he's back. Thank goodness. Have you ever had that where you start to talk and all of a sudden you feel like there's a splinter in the back of your throat? Yeah, it's nowhere. terrible. Your eyes start watering up. You're like, oh god. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Circus. Circus. We lad circus. I gotta be honest, I don't know if I've ever been to the circus. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I know in my, like from what I can recollect in my memory, I've never been to the circus, but I may have been when I was younger and just am not recalling it at the moment. Yeah. I've been to like fairs and carnivals, but like the all out Ringling Brothers circuit, maybe I have. I can't remember. I remember I went in elementary school because it was a field trip, like the school went. Was it Ringling? It- it might have been, I think so. Um, but it was—I remember as a kid having a good time, but I don't know, like, if I would be nearly as entertained today. Right. Just, I don't know because you know we we feel a lot different about animals and stuff now. Right. Uh, so you know, I don't know how I would feel. I probably wouldn't enjoy it near as much. Yeah, I th- I think the same. You're right. No, because I just love animals. But uh, so the so circus is our. Yes, disasters and tragedies and weird, just odd ways of things happening in the circus. So the thing I was bringing up earlier was 
when I knew you wanted to do something that had to do with the circus, I started looking up, you know, bizarre circus history, stuff like that, weird circus history. And, right. of course, every single thing that comes up were sideshows and, like, yes. the circus yeah. freaks. You know what I mean? So I was like, I mean, right. we could cover those at some point, which they all – honestly, to be honest, we sh- it should be its own episode. I agree. Be- because it's yeah. a very strange and odd uh, just idea that we would put people with deformities or even – uh, supposed deformities on display. You know what I mean? You know, every time that anybody any, ever brings that up, I always think of that X-Files episode. Which one's uh, that? Where, there's one where they're at a circus and a lot of the sideshow people. Oh, and, yeah, that's and somebody's right. like going around killing them or something and like it was, that. That's the guy that can fit through like the smallest of spaces. Yes. Like he can yeah. towards his body. Yeah, I remember that one. He's on a couple yeah. episodes. He comes back later uh, in the series. Yeah, so that's I always think of that for when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. so we should definitely do as an, an episode on that era of our history. Uh, but to but today we're we're definitely focusing on kind of like some of the the, the you know the darker parts, the disasters or tragedies. That's right. That's right. And uh, since mine takes place in the 1870s, okay, uh, uh, as in 1870 itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, of course. I'll go first. Uh, of course, audience, I'm talking to you right now. There have been many circus accidents throughout our history. Uh, mine comes from listverse.com. It's a great website. I highly recommend it. Uh, the one I'm about to talk about is fairly gruesome. Uh, it's it's probably also unusual since <laughs> when I think of a circus, the last thing that I think of is the band. Right, like yeah. you know, you play the do 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 do. Always feel like that's over. Yeah, that's always like over loudspeakers or something. I yeah, think. yeah. But back in the day, that of course they had to have bands for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the manager of the James Robinson Circus. Before you start this, just real quick, should we do any kind of disclaimer? Does this get graphic or gory in any way? It it does. Uh, so I I don't know. <laughs> it's tough, right? I think I feel this is uh, PG thirteen ish. Okay. So, uh, in other words, I I read this and I hate gruesome, gory stuff, but yeah. I was I was okay. I mean, it's tragic, but well, mine's, I was okay. Mine's uh, s- snuff film quality, so uh... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so the manager of the James Robinson Circus, he came up with an idea. He really wanted the public to uh, be really wowed and 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 you know really into the parade when the circus came to town because apparently back in the day back in back in the day (laughs) circuses would go to different towns and they would have like little parades through the town and that when people would see that it'd be like hey i gotta go to the circus so that's how they would bring customers to their show they'll do a parade first and then there would uh you know then they would have set up the circus tents and people would come to the circus Uh, so while passing through these towns his idea was he'd put the circus band uh on a stage that was mounted on top of the lion's den. So so picture this. One of the cars being pulled was the lion's den. Uh-huh. The lions were in it. And on top of that would be a stage with the band on top of the stage. While it's being pulled. Music. While it's being pulled. Okay. Yes. So that was his that was his big idea. And this idea proved very successful. Uh, even though, and this is important, they were warned repeatedly. That the rig that they were using 
to you know hold the man on top of there oh, was no. extremely extremely unsafe. Uh-huh. On, uh huh. On one morning in 1870, the circus made it to Middletown, Kansas. I don't know if you noticed, there's usually a few states that a lot of this stuff happens in. Kansas yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Ohio, Florida. You know, you got some ones that you, stuff usually happens in. <laughs> We're in Kansas today. Uh, the procession started through the streets, like the, the parade had begun. And the band took their place on top of the cage, filled with lions. So there were plenty of lions in this cage. While they were making a turn, the lo- the leading carriages got tangled together. Uh-oh. And caused a panic. So, of course, uh, 1870, uh, I'm assuming this means that, you know, it's a lot easier for this stuff to happen. You got animals involved. Yeah. Uh, so, anything could go on here. Uh, so, these uh, leading carriages got tangled together and there was a big panic. The driver who was carrying the lion cage, he lost control. And when he did so, he hit a rock. Apparently, this crash was so severe that the braces that were supporting the roof of the lion cage collapsed. And this sent the entire band plummeting into the animal's den. Those animals, of course, being lions. And in front of many, many people, uh, these lions began to maul uh, their victims, the band that had fell in there. A nearby hardware, this is how bad it got, a nearby hardware store was raided. Like, people ran into it for tools and weapons to enter the cage and try to save the band. There were ten musicians who were on top of there when the day started. Uh, Three were ripped to shreds immediately. And four others uh, died later from their injuries. So that's, out of the ten, seven of them passed away from lions. Oh, my uh, the, God. The alpha lion, which is, you know, that's the head lion. They're called the alpha lions. Uh, named Old Nero uh, had to be put down as he attacked his keeper when the keeper was trying to rescue. Jeez. So seven people and a lion all lost their lives that day. All because this guy had this great idea. Let's throw a band on top of of the lions. The lion's den. Not the, not the car carrying the clowns. Right. Or any of the other sideshows, sideshow right. freaks. Yeah. Right. Let's do it on top of the, the dangerous animals. Was that the idea, was to get people to look over and see the music playing and then, ooh, look at the lions? Because I'm sure it was an open, you know what I mean? Like, Because what yeah. I see in that carriage is that opening with the bars kind of a thing so you can see inside. Right, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're on the right track there for sure. That's probably his thinking because if you're having a parade and you want to bring people to your circus – Especially in the you know in the eighteen the late eighteen hundreds, I w- I'm going to assume not many people have seen lions. No, so let's let's bring attention to one of the things that would attract people to come to the circus. Right, not in the eighteen hundreds for sure. So eighteen seventy, yeah, no, right, yeah. that's that's definitely a draw to see to see lions. Yeah, because I mean it, you couldn't even see these on TV because TV wasn't around. Did it say uh, anything about like so when that happened? Was it postponed? Did they end up like closing their shuttering their their door? Like what happened after that? Well, I looked at a couple different articles and I actually couldn't find anything like that. Okay, everything I said just talked about the actual incident because I never heard of that that company before. So I'm sure I, uh, I hadn't either. I'm sure that was really not good for business. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, jump on that bandwagon you just started there and say you're right. 
it's, it's oh i get what you did there bandwagon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah man i'm great uh, but yeah it's it's just a sad thing yeah it's crazy i mean this is one of those things where like i understand them putting the lion down if you're trying to save a life or something like that but still at the end of the day even though if I was in that situation, I'd want somebody to save me from a lion. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, that lion's just being a lion. Yeah, exactly. It's doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really fault it. No, you can't. So, so. It, it's it's just sad all the way around. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, mine uh mine is is just as kind of sad and and uh kind of horrific. Uh the the story I'm going to talk about today it happened in 1944. It was called the Hartford Circus Fire. It's it's one of the worst fire disasters in the history of the United States. Um, it it was a fire that occurred during an afternoon performance of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Uh, no, that's what I have heard of. Yeah, attended by uh, anywhere between six thousand to eight thousand people. And and the reason that they say between instead of having a set number was because. Uh, it was said that during these this for these performances coming through, a lot of times they'd have the day of, you know, uh, right before everything starts, they'd have people out in these little towns just handing out or towns and and cities handing out free tickets. Just come see us, come see us. So they may have handed out eight thousand tickets, but they're not sure if that many people were there. You know? Yeah, I got you. Um, so yeah, this is considered one of the worst fires in in in. Uh, circus fires disasters in the history of the United States and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of follow the Wikipedia because it just goes straight to the story uh, so, so that for me there was a couple things that made this kind of odd and also intriguing intriguing in that uh, there's a lot of kind of famous names that at the end of this will go will get to that uh, were present or survived this and the other thing that was kind of that that's uh, always one of those kind of tragic things and, and weird things when you look back is all the things that had to fall into place for something like this to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. here's the background. In the mid 20th century America, uh, mid 20th century America, a typical circus travels from town to town by train, performing under a huge canvas tent commonly called a big top. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus was no exception. What made it stand out was that it was the largest circus in the country. Its big, uh, its big top could seat 9,000 spectators around its three rings. The tent's canvas had been coated with 1,800 pounds of paraffin wax dissolved in 6,000 gallons of uh, gasoline. At that time, that was a common waterproofing method uh, for, for making sure, like say it was raining, that these people inside wouldn't get soaked by the rain just going through the, the material. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th that right there is one of those w those things, you know, like the fact that that's the way they what they use uh, is, is one of those like, uh, it's just waiting to happen. Right. Uh, this, yes. this And here's the other part. The circus had been experiencing shortages of personnel and equipment as a result of the United States involvement in World War Two. Delays and malfunctions in the ordinarily smooth order of the circus had become commonplace. On August 4th, 1942, a fire had broken out in the menagerie, killing a number of animals. Uh, when the circus arrived in Hartford, Connecticut on July 5th, 1944, the trains were so late that one of the two shows scheduled for that day had been canceled. Here's the thing. In circus superstition, missing a show is considered extremely bad luck. 
And although the July 5th, 1944 evening show ran as planned, many circus employees may have been on their guard, half expecting an emergency or catastrophe. The next day was a Thursday. The crowd at the afternoon performance was dominated by women and children. The size of the audience that day has never been established certainly, but the best estimate is around 7,000. So here's what happens. The fire began as a small flame after the lions performed on the southwest side of the wall of the tent while the trapeze act was performing. So lions are just bad luck. Yeah, right. The lions had just yes. finished performing. Uh, they had, uh, and there was a trapeze act happening at that moment. Um, circus band leader uh, Merle Evans uh, was said to have been the first to spot the flames and immediately directed the band to play "The Stars and Stripes Forever." This tune is traditionally sig- a signal of distress to all circus personnel. Ringmaster Fred Bradna urged the audience uh, began to urge the audience to not panic and please leave in an orderly fashion. However, the power failed and he could not be heard over the loudspeaker. So there's another thing. It's like all these little things. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like the fire yeah. caused it to to have it. It's just a small fire happens broke out and uh, and and this starts right. Uh, right. Bradna and the ushers unsuccessfully tried to maintain some order as the panicked crowd tried to flee the big top. Sources and investigators differ on how many people were killed and injured. Various people and organizations say it was 167, 168, or 169. Uh, 168 is usually based on the official tallies that included a collection of body parts that were listed as victims, with the Hmm. official treated injury estimates running over 700 people. The number of the actual injuries is believed to be higher than those figures since many people were seen that day heading home in shock without seeking treatment in the city. So they could have gone off and died a, a, another way, right? And only uh, the only animals in the big top at the time were the big cats trained by May Kovar and Joseph Walsh that had just finished performing when the fire started. The big cats were herded through the chutes leading from the performing cages to several cage wagons and were unharmed except for a few minor burns. The cause of the fire still to this day remains unsolved. They never figured out what it was, right? Right. So uh, here's one of the things. Because of the paraffin wax waterproofing of the tent, the flames spread rapidly. Many people were badly burned by the melting paraffin, which rained down from the roof. Can you imagine that? Because this thing starts to burn and just fall apart. It's literally just chunks of wax, burning wax, falling from the roof. Uh, many people were badly burned. The, the fiery tent collapsed in about eight minutes, according to eyewitness survivors, trapping hundreds of spectators beneath it. It is commonly believed that the number of fatalities is higher than the estimate given due to the poorly kept residency records in the rural towns and the fact that some smaller remains were never identified or claimed. It is also believed that the intense heat from the fire, com- combined with the accelerants uh, of paraffin and gasoline, could have incinerated people, as in cremation leaving no physical evidence behind uh additionally free tickets had been handed out that day to many people in and around the city some of whom appeared to be eyewitnesses and circus employees uh uh, hold on Uh, some of whom appeared to eyewitnesses and circus employees to be drifters who had never been reported missing so this is another thing that this is so this is like a horrific part right here yeah. Many people burned to death and many other died as a result of the ensuing chaos. Though most spectators were able to escape the fire, many were caught up in the hysteria. 
Witnesses said some simply ran around in circles trying to find their loved ones rather than escape the burning tent. Some escaped but ran back inside looking for family members, uh, members, and others stayed in their seats until it was too late, assuming that the fire would be put out promptly. Uh, because at least two of the exits were blocked by the chutes used to bring the show's big cats in and out of the tent, people trying to escape could not bypass them. So basically two exits were cut off immediately because they were being used. Uh, some died from injuries sustained after leaping from the tops of bleachers in hopes that they could escape under the sides of the tent. Uh, others died after being trampled by other spectators with some asphyxiation, uh, some asphyxiating underneath piles of people who fell all over each other. This is crazy. Listen to this. Most of the dead were found in piles, some three bodies deep at the most congested exits. A small number of people were found alive at the bottom of these piles, protected by the bodies on top of them when the burning big top ultimately fell down. Mm. Isn't that crazy? It's so sad and just like, it's horrific. Uh, so on July 7th, 1944, there were charges of un involuntary manslaughter filed against five officials and employees of Ringling Brothers. Within days of these charges being filed, the circus reached an agreement with the Hartford officials to accept full financial responsibility and pay whatever amount the city requested in damages. However, they uh, they refused to, to accept uh, responsibility uh, for the deaths. Um... The five men charged were brought to trial in late 1944. Four were convicted. Although they were given prison terms, the four men found guilty were allowed to continue with the circus to their next stop in Sarasota, Florida, to help the company set itself up again after the disaster. Uh, in 1950, a man by the name of Robert Dale Seege of Circleville, Ohio, claimed he was responsible for setting the circus fire. C.G. aroused about for the show from June 30 to July 40, uh, 14th when he was about 14 years old, said he had a nightmare in which an Indian riding on a flaming horse told him to set the fires. He further claimed that after his nightmare, his mind went blank and that he did not come out of this state until the circus fire had already been set. It was said that C.G. fit the description of a serial arsonist right out of a psychiatrist's textbook. C.G. also knew intimate details of the incident, which some believed only the real arsonist could have known. For instance... It was never made public that the circus had two smaller fires uh, of undetermined origin prior to the tragedy. CG admitted setting both of them as well. These statements, CG added, were in, in response to a later dream he had uh, of a woman standing in flames urging him to confess. However, in November of 1950, uh, CG was convicted in, in Ohio of an unrelated term and sent uh, uh, I'm sorry, an unrelated arson charge and sentenced to 44 years of prison. However, investigators in the Hartford tragedy raised doubts over his confession as he had a history of mental illness and it could not be proven that he was anywhere within the state of Connecticut at the time. Uh, additionally, he would die in 1997 denying he set the fires as late as 1994 during an interview. Uh, so because of this, like no one's ever, you know, found, ever figured out who did it or what happened. Um there's a, a part here that's just really crazy, too. They have people who survived, gave their accounts. They're in, like, the newspapers and stuff. This one gets me. Listen to this. So uh, one of the survivors was this woman named Maureen Krekian. She discussed her ordeal in 2007. She was 11 years old at the time of the fire, and she lived on the same road where the circus was held. On the day of the event, she was supposed to go to the circus with the woman next door and her daughter. When she went to their house, she found that they had already left without her, so she decided to go on her own, where she sat 
by herself in the bleachers. Quote, I remember somebody yelling and seeing a big ball of fire near the top of the tent. And this ball of fire just got bigger and bigger and bigger. By that time, everybody was panicking. The exit was blocked with the cages that the animals were brought in and out with. There was a man taking kids and flinging them up and over that cage to get them out. I was sitting up in the bleachers and jumped down. I was three quarters of the way up. You jumped down and it was all straw underneath. There was a young man, a kid. He had a pocket knife. He slit the tent. Tent took my arm and pulled me out. Can you imagine? Like she just happened to be next to this kid who pulls his pocket knife out and saves yeah. her. You wow. know what I mean? There's all kinds of uh, of um, you know accounts on on the people that survived. But there were a few people in attendance, as I said earlier, that you may recognize their names. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, the clown Emmett Kelly? Very, wasn't he a very famous clown? Yes, he's a very famous clown. He's known as the sad clown. All those paintings yeah. with the sad yes. clown. Yes, yes, that's Emmett Kelly. Uh, so you know him. There's an actual famous photograph, black and white photograph of him while he's helping trying to put the flames out, carrying a bucket of water or something. He's taken, he's there, and he looks like he's sad. You know, and obviously his face is looking that way. Uh, but this this event, this Hartford disaster, uh, would become known as the day the clowns cried because of that photo. Wow. Also, when the uh, fire broke out, the trapeze artists were were a family of artists known as the uh, the amazing Walendas or the flying Walendas. Do you know the name Walenda? <laughs> Thought he was gonna say Grayson's. <laughs> no, you know the name Walenda though. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, a I think it's the great grandson of one of this guy or the great great grandson of this guy uh, made his name famous a few years ago by walking the tightrope across Niagara Falls. Nick Walenda. Okay. Remember that guy? Yeah, that's in your area. Yeah, that's in my area. It was crazy. Uh, there was other other thing here. Let me see. What was it? Um, oh, I gotta find it. Okay. So after uh, after this, the one of the men who who was charged for this thing and and ended up being pardoned later on, who worked for the circus, he went on to serve in the U.S. House of Representatives for twenty four years. James A. Haley. Wow. So that was another tie. Um, and then there was actually a renowned rock pop musician drummer uh, for the for the band. What was the name of the band? The Wrecking Crew. Okay. Hal Blaine. He actually survived as well. He was there and, and escaped and survived. But, yeah, dude, it's considered one of the worst uh, fire disasters in U.S. history. One of the worst in, in, in circus history. Uh and it's it's just one of those things where like, you know, it's just the fact that they used paraffin and gasoline to help you know coat the tent to keep it from uh from water from seeping in, is is probably yeah. not the best of ideas if if fires seem to be an issue at the circus. Yeah, you would think so. Um, like that's, it's things yeah. like that, you know, two exits being used for the for the big cats show. Uh, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, and and it's sad. All those the people that died, and then there's all the other just really creepy and horrific things like being a survivor be- underneath all those people. Yeah, that's God. that's just tragic and all that. That one that one woman was just beyond lucky. She just happened to be near yeah. a guy with a pocket knife. Yep, and the kid just sliced it open, grabbed her, and they both ran out. Yeah, that's man. It's stories like that that really make you think, you know. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. That's uh, that's our that's uh, this week the you know horrific and scary side, the creepier 
unfortunate tragic side of the the circus yeah and of course these aren't the only tragic things that are happening in the circus i mean uh, you mentioned the the back when the circus would travel by train yeah uh, there's actually a really bad train wreck yep i remember that that one there's also uh i'm sorry go ahead no, I was gonna say it was just back in like the nineteen uh, ten. I won't say like nineteen. It's late nineteen, almost nineteen twenty, but not quite. If I'm yeah. thinking right, yeah, yeah. It was uh, really tragic, and a lot of people lost their lives on that. Yep, that family, the Walendas. Uh, that's actually a show we're gonna do all onto its own because they they are they were a family like generation after generation of these high flyers and trapeze artists and and uh, uh, you know tightrope walkers that a lot of them met unfortunate fates but you would you know what i'm saying like they like one of like these guys survived the fire but then they would go on to meet other fates that it was almost like it's almost like that final destination they couldn't escape death you know what i mean yeah never seen it no oh <laughs> well then spoiler alert, i know what it is you though. can't ex- I didn't escape death spoiler alert i got that from the trailers <laughs> but uh yeah dude it's uh it's crazy like What's normally seen as as a, a fun time, a happy a happy family outing, you know, the music, the clowns. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tragedy and dark side to it as well. Yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, just sad. I mean, both our stores were just sad. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a depressing episode. Uh, got any it jokes? Is. Oh man, I wish I did. This would be a great time for them. So what happened? What is what is a what does a ghost do when he goes to the bathroom? He poos. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, creepers. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of that side. I got nothing else. I'm done. Well, I was done after I said poo <laughs> in a ghostly way. Uh, so for Christopher Chavez, I am Johnny Townsend. As always, creepers. Why don't you just go ahead and stay on?